back again for episode number three of Bays of All Lives. Maybe we'll even have a theme song by now. Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe four not. or five, fourth or fifth episode. We're still working with. Still um, working with on the on the theme song. Mm, but it's I think, coming. Do you know what though? As soon as you as soon as you say or think or see the words Bays of Our Lives. There's a there's a theme song that just kind of automatically comes mm. and so just just hold on to that in your brains in your heart in really. your heart yeah yeah in in your heart episode three we've done three already this is exciting um I love this guest mm. one of my favorite people um yeah this is a good one because uh, I had known Gilly at sort of arm's length and just found him to be a real sweetheart of a guy and really interesting and then. And I just knew I liked the guy, but I didn't mm. know anything about him until we sat down. I knew he was in like film production or something, but I didn't mm. really know what. And then to find out this whole family history was crazy. I mean, everybody knows who his dad is in New Zealand. That's right. So Gilly Lawrence, guys, is who we're talking to for episode three. And you're right, Dan. It's like, you don't even need to know Gilly. If he's walking towards you on the street, you just look at his face and you go, oh, I like that guy. Yeah. He just has this presence. So uh, Gilly Lawrence is... Um, son of Bruno Lawrence, the late, great Bruno Lawrence, um, the New Zealand actor and, uh, and musician, of course, and Blurter, um, the great band in, in the 60s and 70s. Um, Gilly grew up at a commune out at Waimarama Beach on the east coast of Hawke's Bay called Snoring Waters, um, which is still there. Uh, and amongst this amazing sort of smorgasbord of musicians and artists and filmmakers and playwrights and writers and you know all of that it's so really he, the family business isn't oh, it? You it, know, the, creativity is, cre- the, yeah. is the family business so Gilly yeah. for many many years um, has been making a name for himself in New Zealand film circles as one of the country's top um, sort of gaffers you know lighting techs and um, but he is also an extremely accomplished uh, DOP or cameraman and speaking of technical prowess um, I think we I had some microphone issues on this recording, yeah, but it's, it's all you can all hear it fine. Uh, it's just a bit echoey or whatever, but um, but that's the thing. Oh, like we record yeah. this in your shop, Dan. Yeah, it's yeah. not we don't have a snazzy studio, so no. it's a, if, I'm sorry, listeners, if it's a little bit echoey. No, you can hear everything, but it's just you know I'm such a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, no, I think we cleaned it up pretty good, so it's you know you can hear everything fine. But I just like to mention it because there'll be some you know some audio technicians out there going yes. Jesus Dan, uh, you know. But they'll uh, be judgy. Uh, I still think you know uh, it sounds pretty good, and cool. uh, Gilly's a great got a great story. He sure. has a great story. Well, he has loads of great stories, mm. and if you are remotely interested in um, you know what it's like growing up in Hawke's Bay in the um, you know 80s and 90s and um, sorry 70s, 80s, 90s um, and you know want to find about out about sorry everyone <laughs> sort out it okay. Decaf coffee. Decaf coffee will do that. If you want to find out more about Hawke's Bay's expansion into um, becoming known as a as a great film location, um, Gilly is Gilly will tell tell you all about that. Um, there's a lot of exciting things happening with the screen industry in Hawke's Bay, and he's the person that will he's open pretty much all at that the up. Heart of it. Yeah, he's yeah. at the heart of it, yeah. and there's a lot of funny um, funny anecdotes that come out. So, yeah, Gilly Lawrence, everyone, giddy up! And we'll be back after the break. 
How do everyone? My name's Yvonne Lawkin and I'm the co-founder and chief tasting officer of winefringe.co.nz, the best wine subscription service in all the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find delicious wines that we match to your individual taste buds. We do, by science. And then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Essentially, we match wine to people. Now, we know you want to try new wines. We know you're curious, but we also know that it's really hard to break free from those boring, same old, same olds from the supermarket. So we take the hassle and the guesswork out of choosing great wines because if I know how your taste buds work, then you can trust me to go and find those wines for you. And it's super easy to do. So go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to fill out our fun questionnaire that helps me understand how you taste wine, choose a plan that suits your budget, choose your combo of red and whites, choose your delivery frequency, pop in your payment and delivery details, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. And... If you use the word Yvonne as your promo code, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, then you'll automatically receive an insanely excellent 24% off your first subscription case. Yes. So the plans are flexible. You're not locked into anything. You can buy more of the wines you love with a simple click or tap and become a wine friend. We'll all live happily ever after. Cheers. Okay, let's get back to the show. Recording that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, so cool. Keep sure. <laughs> So, Gilly Lawrence, we're so stoked to have you on um, Bays of Our Lives. It's Please. exciting. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And you've just walked up the street um, to to get here, haven't you? Yeah. What, so, tell me about your new office in Hastings. Yeah, What's happening there? So, I'm part of an organisation called Eastern Screener Mines, and our um, our co-papa is to build a thriving screen industry here in Hawke's Bay. Uh, myself and a handful of other um, industry practitioners mm-hmm. and, and, and so forth have, have kind of, we travel away for work a lot. Okay. So we thought, you know, we're like, let's try and build up our region, our people, another, you know, another diverse string to the Hawke's Bay region. Have you heard of Eastern Screen Alliance, Dan? Just through you. Through me. Yeah. It's because I know it all. Yeah. You know, you know everybody you need Every time I hang out with you, it's like, hey, how you doing? You're like, everybody says hi. Stop it. It's a good thing. It is a good thing, I suppose. I do know a few people, but we've we've got a lot of mutual friends yes. that go way back. Mm. Um, because we have history, Dan. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of what happens when you grow up here yeah yeah what happens when you go to the hawks bay airport you know you see it's the only airport and i see everybody i see like you see everybody there yeah Yeah, you're like hey what's up you know i've maybe at a minute much as i've flown out of hawks bay airport i can count on one hand where i didn't see somebody like a friend or somebody or a colleague or something so it's just the way it is here it's like that you know airport supermarket um farmer's market Mm. Um, post office? No, no one really goes to the post office these days, do they? No, no. no post office. No. But supermarket. Hey, we're really lucky to have Dan here this morning because he almost got stuck in Auckland. Well, got yes. stuck in Auckland last night, and it was a race, a race to get back here in time. I did to record you. So no, it was a good effort then. It was a good effort. It's a long way, Auckland's not an easy. No. Trip, quick, easy trip. You're in Auckland a lot though for your work. Do you want to just kind of explain to um, the um, Bays of Our Livers what you actually do? Bays of Our Livers, I love that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a, I am a filmmaker. Um, 
Is that better? Sorry. That's I'm, a, better. I'm a filmmaker who, you know, with a history in, in lighting, essentially being a gaffer and trend, you know, moving into a more DOP kind of cinematography type work. Okay. Uh, I've been working in the industry pretty much my whole adult life since I was about 18. Okay. So a little over 13 year, 30 years. 13, 13 years. It would be nice if it was 13, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, st- I actually started out in, in Wellington and migrated up to Auckland and then moved home to Hawke's Bay about 18 years ago. And uh, yeah, travelled, most, most, of, most of my work was in Auckland, um, especially since I moved back, was travelling to Auckland a lot. Yeah. Um, but of course that all changed as the world changed with COVID, so right, it's right. a little bit of a, a little bit more of a push for local local work and mm, and, mm. and 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 more of a push to be yeah. DOP. And it's sadly surprising that you're in the um, screen industry because of your dad yeah. and your upbringing. Do you want to tell us yeah, sure. about that? So yeah, my father, uh, his name was Bruno Lawrence. He was. Uh, he was a well-known thespian, well-known actor in the New Zealand yeah. um, landscape. As yeah, such. well-known and much loved. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's actually interesting. Like randomly, I stumbled across a website last night um, uh, on screen or New Zealand NZ on screen. Yeah, like, well, that's like an. It's art, a great right? site. Yeah, I've been yeah. on it. It's cool. And I thought, oh, okay. I'll, and I searched and I ran, searched up the old man's name, and it came up, and the there was like a little tagline or something like that, and it said. You know, which I'm, I was quite, it, almost, it did actually bring a tear to my eyes because he's, he's been gone almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tagline was something along the lines of it's one of a handful of New Zealanders who are known by just that one name, you know, like Billy T. Yeah, or true. The, 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 the tops, or, yep. you know, or, yeah. you know, Bruno. Yeah, you know, everyone knows Bruno. Everyone knows Bruno, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm very grateful that. Um, that was my, he was my father, and I still have a lot of, and even though he's been gone 30 years, there's, there's lots of content I can watch and see his face. Yeah. And hear his voice a lot, so. So he's your dad. Yeah. And you um, grew up predominantly in Hawke's Bay, yeah? Yeah, yeah, So. Yeah. I was actually born in Wellington. Oh, okay. But, uh, born in Wellington, but moved to Hawke's Bay and started school living, and grew up in Waimarama. At Waimarama Beach, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. On the coast, it's, cool. It's like a... Well, Marama Beach is, in my childhood, is like an endless summer. Right. You know, like, every, your memories don't, you don't really remember the rain as a child, I don't know about anyone else, but living yeah. out there was just summertime down the beach, almost every day kind of vibes. And it was a, um, kind of an interesting um, family yes. social setup. So, yeah. um, it kind of started with the, with Blurter? Yes, that's right. So, yeah. so, so Dad had this band called Blurter. Which stood for... Bruno Lawrence, electric revelation, traveling apparition, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was in the 60s, 70s, so it was a little bit hippie, yeah. I suppose you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so they, they, so that was like a group of um, musicians and artists, actors, and, 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 and actors yeah. and, and performers, and it was a, it was like a. I don't know how to describe it. It was like a very eclectic bunch of, of people with amazing skills and, and, and awesome chemistry. 
and they just created you know, they just would travel around a lot like in a, what, a bus yeah, and stuff they literally had a bus these, these, these like I don't even know what type of Leyland I think oh, yeah. might have been the brand of the Leyland bus Leyland or Bedford or something, something like that and it was a beautiful old bus it looked cool it had a pretty quirky <laughs> look about it so there was this whole trip that would travel all over the Motu and they even went to Australia a couple of times and they would perform and, and they would do magic tricks and say performances and music and yeah. all, all sorts of interactive kind of randomness and, what, and just kind of decided to set up a little a commune yeah, well, at I the beach for everyone to, to have kids yeah. and I hang out. So. I think what I, I, I'd have to do, I'd have to ask, the, ask, the, ask them again, uh, those that are left. I'd have to, but I think it was basically the, all the, they were staying there, everyone was staying there, more and more children. So it's like it's hard to travel with five kids and another 10, 15, 20 kids travelling around. Because how many brothers and sisters have you got? I'm the, I'm the portiki of, okay. of five, I'm the youngest of five. Okay. And so, yeah, so there was like, and, and, and so they set up camp in Waimarama, and which then became known as the commune. And what was the name of it? Snoring. Snoring Waters is the name of the property, which is which is named. Isn't that just the best name for a for a well, commune? Well, that's the translation from the Māori, from the Awa, the, the little little river that runs around the property called yep. uh, Wainonoro, which translates into English as Snoring. Snoring Waters. Waters. I love it. Yeah. Mm. So so they set up set up camp there in like early seventies, and yeah, proceeded to carry on with their wild, crazy ways, just not as much. Travelling. So did you know what your dad was, like, did you know your dad was a famous New Zealand actor when you were a kid, you know, growing up? Did you see any of his films? Did you know, because he would have, what, had to leave the, leave Snoring Waters to go and work or yeah. do auditions or, or not that he probably had to audition for things, you know, yeah. by that stage. Well, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know how his process worked. <laughs> but, um, yeah, growing up was... Well, like I say, it was the commune, so it was, it was Lawrence, Lawrence family, Murphy family, Bollinger's, Sanderson's. Yep. All part of, all, you know, all part of a, a, the wider Lerto Whanau. And I didn't, I didn't really think of it as, like, the old man was famous or anything. Um, that kind of came later when I was, like, a teenager, when other people were like, oh, your dad's famous, blah, blah, blah. But it was just growing up and there was, you know, filmmaking going on at, out there and everyone would go and come and go for work and, and yeah so it was just it was just part of life I guess you know I was I, was, I had a little bit parts in Utu and did you and have you seen Utu no tell you what if you ever see a New Zealand film made in 1983 yeah yeah or thereabouts yeah, released, released 1981 and released in 83 yeah, yeah Utu you must see it it's, mm, it's a classic New Zealand movie about um, about the colonial mm. New Zealand land wars time Oh. Yeah. It's incredible to watch. Yeah. We're going to pause a second. Okay. And we'll be back after the break. Hey, everybody. I wanted to let you know about Decibel Wines. That's my full-time gig. It's what I do when I'm not podcasting. All the wines can be found up at decibelwines.com, of course, where we run our two different wine clubs, one where you choose your wines and one where we choose them for you. And if you use the promo code PODCAST, all caps, to get 15% off your first order. We even ship overseas, so ask us about that. It's the best place to find all our wines, that is, except for the best little tasting room in Hawke's Bay, located on the east block of downtown Hastings on the corner of Warren and Heratonga Street. That's our place we call Decibel Central. We're open Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and by appointment on Mondays and Tuesdays. 
you come in, do a tasting, have a chat, be guided through the wines, and you don't need a booking, but we recommend it. And this month, on November 18th, we're bringing back Danny's, my take on the Philly Sandwich Shop. We'll have wines on tap and feature my three favorite Philly sandwiches, the cheesesteak, the roast pork sandwich with bitter greens, and the Italian hoagie. We'll start at noon and go until we're sold out, so get there early, because last time we sold out. And don't forget, use that promo code PODCAST, all caps, next time you visit us at decibelwines.com. Cheers! Okay, let's get back to the show. But I remember he was, he was really, really sweet. Yeah. Really sweet to me and um, and didn't didn't treat us like like teenagers. Yeah, cool. Just treated us like as if we were adults and, you know, he was in, in trying to learn something. Um, he was so, um, yeah, just so genuine mm. and so honest. And when he learned that I was from Hawke's Bay, it was great. And you would love that even he more. He loved yeah, it. Yeah. And I had a bone carving that my friend, my friend, my boyfriend at the time had carved and it was beautiful really really intricate piece um which i i wish i knew where it was now i think i got stolen in a burglary of a flat years ago and Mm. um he was fascinated by this bone carving i was desperate to get hold of my my boyfriend at the time to get one oh really Mm. oh cool that's really beautiful see i I like that that's what that's another thing i'm really grateful for we're recording again oh okay sweet I can't um, even remember why. No, so where were we at? Where were we? I was talking about I was talking about why not the yeah. family family home and yeah, growing yeah, up yeah. with um, growing up with um, a home full of different whānau and yeah. families and all the creative. So it was so just thinking back to how uh, I, was, I think we we're talking about how growing up it, yeah. it was like I didn't know any different. Right. If that make, if that makes sense, I wasn't sure what was famous and if what I didn't have a concept of famous so you didn't know the fact okay so, you, so the, your dad is there so Bruno Lawrence is arguably at the time would be the most famous actor in, in New Zealand yeah. and then you've got people like um, you know Jeff Murphy yeah. um, huge director um, so he did Goodbye Pook Pie yeah. like you mentioned and um, um, Utu, Utu well. Quiet Earth which your dad was in as well yeah, and then he did Hollywood stuff like Under Siege and yeah, you yeah, know right. those crazy films um, Fane Floors you know amazing artist yeah. um, Ian Watkin who I mean I knew Ian Watkin as the guy on the Crunchy Bar yes. Capri Crunchy Bar train yeah, yeah. ad um, but he did he was in Brain Dead and yeah, was uh, in so Peter sorts. Jackson's Brain Dead he was in Sleeping oh, Dogs a famous movie yeah, yeah. Uh, he was st- <laughs> and, but he did Hollywood too he was Star Wars mm. um um, one of the Star Wars franchise films, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, and they're so all just like your. Yeah, I suppose you're you, living with them. Kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's. I, yeah, I grew up with, around in and around a lot of those type of fun. I, I think I, I, I don't know if it sounds grandiose or or uh, not, but it's. I think like that generation, they were like the birth of the modern New Zealand film industry. In the six, six, uh, 70s, essentially. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I think, yeah, you know, absolutely. there was, like, say, so you mentioned Jeff and Bruno, they would they would act and direct in the same movies quite a few times, and that was part of their friendship and yeah. and, and, and and the development of their, uh, their careers as such. Yeah. I definitely agree, you know, in terms mm. of the, they were the modern New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and everyone sure. around them, and they had, like I said, they're beautiful musicians, so. Interestingly enough, um, the reason we're all quite tight is because is actually because of our our mothers. So um, there were three friends at school, as as I as I understand it, there was Jeff, 
Bruno and and and, uh, and John Charles, who was right. another really good friend, and they would play jazz. Because your dad's a drummer. But dad would, his his passion was music. He was a drummer and saxophone. Oh. Mm. oh. And Jeff was a um, a trumpet player, and John Charles was a, was also was an amazing pianist. So they were three really good friends, and they married three sisters. No way, oh, yeah. three sisters. Yeah, funny. Eh? So my mum, funny. Uh, my auntie and my other auntie, or to my two aunties, married the the two other friends. So hence that's why we were quite 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 a close family. Yeah, because so, yeah. you, know, you had to be. Because we had to. I know you can't get rid of them. Eh? So, Love it. Yeah, so that was kind of like a, a nucleus. That yep. Relationships were the nucleus of this um, creative of Blurter and, and the creative bunch and, and what happened out at Waimatama and, and, the, and the creative flow that came from yep. that. So how do you go from being a, a kid in that environment to suddenly being, what, um, 18 and being in the industry yourself? How does that even start? Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I... I had no real intention of joining the film industry. What would you do otherwise? I, I actually left, when I left school, I was like a sports coach, a Kiwi sports coach. Do you remember Kiwi sports back in the Yeah, like early 90s, 90s. Yeah. like early like, 90s. It was modified rules and equipment for primary school aged children yeah. to, to get more encouragement into, into sports. Like softball became t-ball essentially, which was always around anyway, but... That was the and Kiwi rugby sports. was like ripper ripper rugby, ripper rugby and, stuff. and cricket was like a little um, a, a low tee tee for them for the cricket to hit the ball and stuff like that. Yeah. And volleyball was hot potato, so you catch it, pass it, and then throw it over the net as opposed to trying yeah just hit it as such. So I was a Kiwi sports coach <laughs> for for a few, for, a, for a wee while, but um, being a, being a excitable young man, I kind of got a bit too carried away and ended up. Um, Becoming a young father as, as a teenager. Yep. So I was like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I better get a job and start trying to provide for for, for this new family. And um, yes, yeah, so the I, the most viable option was the film industry because I had easy easy access into it. You know True. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what dad does. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. So maybe not so much in front of the camera. Yeah, but, but just that you grow up around it, you're comfortable. Exactly, around it, I was, I was know, comfortable. It just comes natural, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. It just came naturally. So um, it was easy to to um, get a job. And so, so what, was first, your, what was your first job? First job as a technician was brain dead. Even Peter Jackson's brain dead. Pretty good story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, well, a, a, so know. what did you do? What was your role? What did you learn? I was, well, I was, I was, a, I was a lighting trainee, so oh. my brother was the gaffer on the job. So his, your brother's name? Uh, his name was Thad. Okay. Thad Lawrence. He, um, he'd been in the industry for some time already himself, and he was the gaffer on that job. So um, I was able to slip in and, and be his trainee with him and, and his team. And basically my job by the end of it was just cleaning electrical cables from all the muck you know yeah. all the blood that was oh, yeah. everything so everything all the every like every piece of equipment basically got covered and was splattered fake, fake, blood. fake blood yeah which i think was made out of like coffee coffee golden syrup and red food coloring or something <laughs> is how they made the coffee back then yeah because no, no, it had to be goopy had to be goopy blood. Blood had to stick and, to stuff but but, uh, but also enough to enough fluid so that it could be sprayed around at the back of a um Lawnmower. So what did they? What did they make the um, <laughs> yeah. the entrails out of? Like the like bits of people's intestines and brain and bone yeah, and stuff. What is that I think, stuff I think made out of? A lot of that will be just made out of um, rubber and okay. 
So it was nineties. That was yeah. That was early nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Early nineties. So that yeah, Brandy was my first job, and that's kind of set me on, on off on a trajectory of. Was Brandy filmwork. before or after Meet the Feebles? I think it was after. After. Asking the wrong yeah. one. Yeah. That's another film. You you must see those films. Actually. Meet the Feebles is kind of like a um, an early version of Team America. One might say. Yeah, the puppet mm. film. As a you know, mm. as a puppet film, and it was it wasn't what you'd expect puppets to be doing, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what <laughs> Team America was. That's not right. what you expect puppets to be doing. That's uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do after that? So then, yeah, so that, and that was in Wellington. Uh, and then, yes, I'd spent a couple of years down there working on various projects, com- television commercials. Um, Why did it, I mean, maybe have more insight. Why did it, the film industry end up in Wellington? I mean, the weather's, you know, you'd think it'd be like, I don't know, Hollywood, the weather's great. It's, you can film there anytime, or you go out into the desert to film, you get sunshine, you know? And like yeah. LA, you can turn any, make it look like anything because you have the weather to work with. You got, and you got that consistent yeah. weather over there, eh? Yeah. And consistent light and everything, <coughs> where I would think Wellington would be harder. <laughs> yeah. Windier. I, yeah, I don't rainier, understand what you're saying. You I, think, I, I think just because it was the capital of the country. Yeah. Uh, More creative and, types there too, yeah. obviously. But and that, I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, and well, I know well, that's where that's where um, my my parents grew up in Wellington. They're not saying that that's that's reason why the Wellington yeah. was the base, but I think because of the government was there. Sure, film commission were established. In, Peter as, Jackson as grew up thing. there too, didn't he? So you know, his yeah. community was. That's there. what I mean. The creative type, yeah. kind of yeah. was there. But it. Um, I know, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. What? Not to skip ahead too much, but. You know the prospects of this film commission in Hawkes Bay. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, it's a different age now, and you can do certain things here, do certain things. Maybe yeah. you do a post-production in Wellington or whatever. I'm kind of talking out of my ass right now, as far as knowing what to do. But what do you think the challenges would be, as far as not having not necessarily infrastructure, but like critical mass of people here and things mm. like that? I suppose you're just trying to get it started, but you know, yeah, we're definitely in the embryonic. Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. Embryonic stages. It's a good word for it. What are we? Word, eh? well 11 a.m. Doing yeah, well. Good em- embryonics for syllables. Love it. It's good. I'm, not, I'm, I'm cleverer than I actually think. <laughs> uh, so we're definitely in that stage. So it's, 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 it's been a bit of a challenge to get this far because it is New Zealand's kind of big, but it's not that big and, and also quite parochial. Mm. So people see the film industry in Auckland and Wellington and... and Queenstown essentially and, and that's kind of it and that's where most of the infrastructure is and that's and that's fair mm. enough I get it but we're kind of like what's well, a beautiful place yeah but it, and it's not just beautiful it's actually really a, a great place a logical a logical place to film because you know Napier Airport is yep. within what, an hour of Auckland 50 minutes to Wellington mm-hmm. hour 20 to Christchurch so it's very central we've got when they do let the flights when they do let the flights go yeah (laughs) so you so it's very central but you can be um and this is just from my point of view being you know living here and working here is that you can be in a cityscape in the middle of a city and then minutes later be in a completely rural Mm. environment you can be on the coast you can be in the river you can be lakeside um within minutes Mm -hmm. of each other um if you were going to bring hollywood stars here there's luxury accommodation to put them in, you know, what, um, Benedict Cumberbatch was it living mm-hmm. in Black Barn during the pandemic and stuff. Um, there's Kidnappers, Black Barn, all of those really amazing mm. places. Um, 
you've got crew now living and working here. Yes. So that's that's cool. So it's taken a long time for people in the screen industry to actually move here and live here yeah. and be able to be called on to work here. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, airspace-wise, it's not like, I don't know, if you're in Auckland and you want to um, do, like, chopper work or drone mm. work and that kind of thing, you've got an, a really cluttered airspace, mm. whereas Hawke's Bay, you don't even have that. No, no, you There's don't. There's nothing. It's, a, a, it's, it's very un, It's an untapped resource in some ways, you could say, because the amount of filming that has been done in here has... Has, there has been a bit of filming, but it's relatively untapped, mm. if that makes sense. It's yeah, easy. so there's, there's a, yeah, that's, that's, that's the exciting thing. It, 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 is, mm. it is exciting. There's, there's great potential. And since I moved back um, 18 odd years ago, talking to people in the film industry when I go away and work, and say, oh, yeah, and I live in Hawke's Bay. And I was like, oh, yeah, I went to school in Hawke's Bay. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, random things like that. Oh, you know, my parents live in Hawke's Bay. It had yeah. to be easier than Queenstown. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, to be fair, Queensland has this beautiful is mountain beautiful. range. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just, and that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And and and, that, and that's the, that's the thing with with our organisation. You what don't drink the water there at the moment, though. Oh no. Yeah, cryptosporidium oh, outbreak. Oh, yeah, they've had mm. the uh, the big floods and everything. Yeah. So what else do they do in Queensland? I remember watching Top of the Lake. That was filmed there. That was yeah, great. it was filmed in Queensland. Region, yeah. Um, there was a lot of international commercials used to, used sure. to go down there a lot. Yeah, yeah. forget um, about the real commercial side of it yeah, too, which just pays the bills. Yeah, you know, the advertising and which stuff. It, which know. unfortunately has totally changed with COVID and 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 internet streaming and and so forth. Mm. So the mm. commercial market has changed quite dramatically, mm. which is which in is what okay. way? In what way? Oh, just less because I think less people watching. I think I think terrestrial it's TV. terrestrial TV. Oh, I think yeah, that's the term, yeah. Or linear TV. I think linear TV. So yeah, mm. less people watching that. So mm. um, although I think Netflix have announced that they're putting ads on their they on their service. Yeah. So that might that might give another, another revival too. Yeah. TVC kind of mm-hmm. um, market. But you know, like One Lane Bridge has been filmed down there. Yeah, and, Oprah and did her. Um, what is it? Wrinkle um, in Time. I think. Yeah. Um, Mission Impossible. One of the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, I just don't know. You know, I know. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, know, I know the ones that were sort of meant to be set there, like Top of the Lake. Yeah, I don't know some of these other ones. You know. Yeah, there's a movie. Oh, there was a movie yeah. called Vertical Limit. That's right. That was shot in Queenstown. Cool. Um, was that the one with the snow, the snow dogs? The mm, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we digress. We digress. Let's talk about Hawke's Bay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know about you, but when when I first moved back from from Auckland, because my before wine, my previous life was in the music business and in broadcasting. Really? So, student radio, BFM, festival records, flying none. BFM, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I was at BFM for for years, and before that, festival records, which was flying none, Southside, Wildside, um, all the independents, um, little record labels we we distributed. So, I was a record company. Chicken, that's, that's you know, awesome. and then radio, and then I worked for TVNZ with, with um, the MTV feed that we brought in. So that was kind of my background. So it was all very kind of rock and roll. And then, you know, TVNZ had a restructure and a whole bunch of us were made redundant. And then I ended up back in Hawke's Bay and all my Auckland friends are like, no, what are you doing? Mm. Ah, Why are you going down there? Ah, and it was like, oh, well, you know, but I was very fortunate in that, you know, my little wine hobby that I've been fostering for years suddenly yeah. got back here in 98 and it was all like just starting to cool. to open up, you know, and so I was like, right, that's it, that's my new life. And I kind of never look back. I mean, I miss Auckland a bit, but it's not 
I mean, I'm there all the time mm. for work anyway, but what did, when you moved back to Hawke's Bay, what did people say to you? Or did you get the same kind a of... A little bit, yeah. I definitely confused. got a bit of, uh, I, you know, out of mind, out of sight. You know, you won't, be, you won't get much work because, you know, being, being a filmmaker, you're essentially a contractor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you only get paid if you work. And there was definitely a lot of potential for... Sorry, am I shaking? You're shaking. <laughs> so if you can hear something that sounds like, you know... I'm a shaker. A steady, a steady kind of... That's, a steady that's beat Dan. That was cool. He's a, yeah, he's, he's a, um, See, I'm, I'm, a knee, knee this, wobbler. Will this chair do it? No, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I def- but I definitely got the bit of that, like, people were like, oh, well, you know, yeah. you're, out of, out of, you're out of the way. It's not going to be easy, wah, 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 so... But now, isn't it crazy that people are like oh yeah you live in Hawke's Bay yeah. oh it's amazing I want to live there too and so many people do like I yeah. know so many people now that live here in Hawke's Bay that, that kind of do what we do and that they they live here they base themselves here they have their kids here mm. um, but they still work you know all around the motu you know yeah. they're it's, it's easy yeah. to well, do that this, it's got, cool it's like what I was talking about how New Zealand's kind of big but it's not that big yeah you know what I mean New Zealand's small life in the world in fact the world has gotten so much smaller in general hasn't it with the internet and <laughs> the ability to yeah. to work online and remotely especially since the pandemic mm. you know mm. so yeah and, and and then coupled with this whole life is expensive you, you're living in Hawke's Bay expensive but try renting in Auckland or yeah. Wellington in Auckland, yeah. you know it's like wow so I'm kind of getting a feel I'm getting a vibe that people would love to get out of Auckland if they had an opportunity yeah. to, to work uh, and not have to live in Auckland they'd, they'd jump in it yeah, yeah, yeah. and Hawke's Bay like I say it's easy for me because I grew up here and, it, and I love it it's, you it's got the ties yeah yeah and, and you know and, and my family my family um, from Hawke's Bay as well so that's awesome yeah so I think we're quite lucky um, in Hawke's Bay that we've got people like you with your skills here too and I know you've done some work for um, some of the local wineries mm. um, shooting you know um, pack shots and things yeah. and great little stories and I know that that kind of thing should open up for you because yeah. we've got amazing like wine and food stories yeah. here that need really good um, yeah, camera yeah, totally. talent I've, you know, and I've, storytelling behind them absolutely yeah I've, yeah I've kind of I did set up um, Hero Shot as a as a as a production company to do tabletop photography and pack shots to start with and then and grow from there and that was the idea of bringing my wealth of wealth of experience <laughs> shall we say uh, in terms of lighting to create really cinematic and beautiful images of, of wine table of wine bottles without yeah. without all the reflections like you look at that bottle and you see all the reflections all the windows and yeah, yeah. to me I, I kind of my, 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 my snobbery kind of yeah. cinematic vibe a, a clean a clean <laughs> like a bready nice. wine or something you know we go oh god I can't drink it yeah. yeah it's kind of thing so I, I like to see a really crisp clean image of, of that kind of thing so yeah. I set that up and and with the with the idea of then expanding into storytelling and people mm. telling people stories so I've, I've definitely started to enjoy going into documentary making and turning that into a commercial aspect if that makes yep. sense like a, uh, uh, the idea of a brand documentary essentially so that it's more about the story of the person behind you know it's more about Daniel Brennan than it is Decibel Wine yeah, say yeah. you know what for exa- as an example mm. and cause, because human stories is what we as humans consume 
Does that so make much sense? more engaging and, and that's yeah. exactly and that's like a that's like an age-old thing mm. isn't it we know we are so as humans we are storytellers some of us are better at it than others and that's okay and some of us are more would rather just watch and or, or, or read or, or learn you know because you look back at ancient times people finding scratchings on walls of people telling stories yeah you know well before any, yeah, like any that, form I know writing and in certain in the toilets in the pub next door. Yeah. You know, there's writing <laughs> that's writing they tell that's a story. been in those doors. There's even since, some phone numbers if you want to do yeah, certain things. Since the yeah. early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um do you all of your siblings work in, in yes. film and television? Well, well, yes. So Wow. Um, that's crazy. It kind of yes. It's a family business. Yeah. It really it really yeah. is a family business. You know, I don't know if there's a as a young fellow I watched a movie called Godfather Part Three. Yeah. And there was a line in that where he says, I tried to get out, but they pulled me back in. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's a sometimes I think, oh, that's like when I tried to do Kiwi sports and tried to yeah. do something different, but I got pulled back into the family business. Um, but yeah, so like it is a different family. Like we have five of my family who all work in the film industry. Like my brother's a gaffer. I'm, uh, I'm a gaffer now becoming DRP. And I have two sisters who are script supervisors, but also do have... Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll call him the black sheep I, I love him he's, he's, but he works in a coal mine in Australia oh, wow. funnily enough he's like probably the most creative in the family Is that right? yeah yeah he's got a he's got a really creative mindset beautiful work, hand, hand drawing and stuff like that oh wow, so very artistic very artistic and very creative way of thinking he does so but he works in a coal mine in Australia amazing which is you know kind of ironic and funny in the way I, I find yeah yeah and, and, and cousins, lots of cousins who work in, in the family family business. So it's not many. There's not many jobs in New Zealand that will happen. Film work, mm. and where I won't have a family member on that job. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, completely makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about all the different work that you do and mm. the different projects that you've been involved in, and um, and thinking about like the work that say Dan does you know making wine and you know there's lots of stuff that can go wrong when you're trying to make a wine right yep, yep. have you <laughs> yep <laughs> lots of things that can go wrong lots of disasters that can occur and I'm thinking Gilly during your long career don't say long films, it makes me feel older no it's a, no I'm very cheeky sorry it's, a, it's an illustrious career that, and it is long that, you know because it's it, the, to the be fact fair that 30 you, years is a, yeah, is a decent time it's a, it's a long time in a, in a very precarious business mm. um, have you ever been involved in any disasters on set or have you been responsible for any clangers like during mm, any shoots okay. that you, that you want to share? Can I, can I, if, I, if I admit to this, it's going to go on the internet and I'm never getting it back, right? Um, well, you th- could say, um, my friend. <laughs> I've heard a story about clangers. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of clangers, to be fair. Um, I've never, uh, luckily, I've, we've never had, as far as I know, we've never had anyone on a film set die in New Zealand, which is really nice. It is, it is very There have cool. been times where um, film sets have been shut down for certain periods of time I guess mm. uh, but in terms of clangers like I do have I do have a habit I don't know if it's a habit it's just a history shall we say of <laughs> of hit you know with with equipment okay certain certain actors who might or may not be A-list American actors have you know had a little 
dinked on the head. Oh, you've hit them on the head? Yeah, a little bit of equipment. What, like a light has fallen off or a a crack? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get into details, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) But the last last one, I I profusely apologised and I tried to make it better by saying, if it helps, you're not the first. (laughs) And he said, that's okay, I'll I'll take it as a badge of (laughs) honour. Luckily, he was a very nice guy, so... Uh, well, I, I think you can mention that if they were a nice guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, who was it? Um, he was he was a hobbit. A he was in a hobbit. He, he was a hobbit. He yeah. was, was a, a hobbit. hobbit. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Am I allowed to say? Am I allowed to say who I yes, worked on these? I, was, I mean, it's not, the thing is, it's like it's real life. It's yeah, it was. So yeah, it was, I was working. Know. I was working with Elijah Wood, and yeah. I had uh, what we call a diffusion frame, which is a four foot by four foot aluminium frame yeah. and we put a diffusion in it which softens the light so that when the sun's out you get that really hard shadow mm. and we put the diffusion in it and it softens the shadow so so any light that hits a face you don't get a hard shadow from yeah. from your nose or in deep eyes so you get that a softer effect uh, but the movie was, look you get th- the movie that, look. cinematic yeah. movie yeah. look exactly so we had that I had that up above him he's blocking the sun but the wind came and the wind just went and knocked it over and blew it over and I turned my head and I, as I was turned back I was like yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes into slow motion and sure enough I, and I was too slow and dump on his head yeah it was, it was did pretty, it leave a mark no he had a hat on and a wig oh. and a hat so it was, he had some cushion up. he had a little bit of cushioning and, but, and he didn't fall he didn't crumple into a heap screaming oh, my not head, a big my guy and he's a tiny not, guy yeah, yeah he's not a big guy so you know not to make not that that makes it any better there's not a lot of actors who are big there's a few big guys out there yeah big, there is a few but, but most of them just have big heads big faces <laughs> <laughs> they look good on screen they look good on screen a lot of the actresses yeah, yeah. have Especially kind of lollipop TV, heads yeah, the yeah, TV, super skinny yeah, skinny I know it helps having that hero shot looking up at, looking yeah. up at, a, at, a, at your hero okay yeah so yeah a long line of um, actors that I have yeah. clangers shall we say mm. and in terms of like equipment now that you're doing a lot of um, of camera work DOP mm. stuff have you dropped a camera have you forgotten well, to not gonna record admit to that. have you <laughs> <laughs> insurance stuff going on yeah nah, like to, to be fair no the worst the, the worst one for me the worst thing I've ever done was I've I was driving a truck and I rolled it on its side to me <gasps> yeah it, it was pretty. That was pretty mm. scary. So oh, that, that was could scary. happen anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. You know. So that was a. That was. That was. Yeah. That was quite a, a moment in one's life. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that was. The, that was the worst thing I've ever done. The most expensive and most dangerous thing that I've ever done or been involved in. Yeah. So I'm saying this sound like I'm extremely clumsy. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, but thirty loose. years. I'm thirty years. It's going to happen at some point, eh? Hey? Yeah. You know. I've a got like things. fifteen in the wine industry, and there's been plenty that's happened. Yeah. You know. But, you know. What's your worst disaster? Um, let me think. Um, I mean, I've been in wineries where things have exploded and uh, wow. tanks have crumbled, and but it wasn't my fault. So okay. Um, but that that happens every so often. I've um. been in a in a winery with uh, actually wasn't working there, but I came by a winery to look at some. Uh, wine and uh, talked to somebody and I was up in the office and I just heard a gigantic you know bang huge thing and it, it was basically a door had blown off 
on a on a tank. What? A stainless steel door because of pressure buildup because wow. the, that's, the that's young, so lucky there was the not a young person wives there. cracking. Well, there was somebody Ooh, there, oh. but it just missed him uh, or her. Uh, and yeah, they put the the top of the they closed the top of the tank before they were supposed to, uh-huh. and it built up. And the door was probably the the least point of resistance yeah, the, so the weak point is it. Wow. and flew across the winery and slammed into the concrete wall left a big mark that would have hit somebody yeah and then of course you hear, out. Good morning, right? you hear uh, around the world you know somebody always dies mm. falls into a ferment or put, sticks their head over top and the CO2 gets them mm. and wow. that's happened a couple times in New Zealand wow mm. or you know terrible stuff with like you know, a conveyor belt for fruit, and somebody gets their hand stuck Gordon and it rips their you know, stuff like oh, that. Oh, and the net, the netting, yeah. the net, um, vineyard grapevine net winders. Someone, yeah, I've had some close calls with those things. Back in one in of those day. accidents, oh, definitely oh. worked at a winery that, ironically, the people used to be in human resources and were not very good. <laughs> they weren't good at the health and safety. A lot of dangerous <laughs> no. stuff. No. <laughs> Not uh, good. I can't believe we started talking in such a morbid way. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, right. thanks for asking well, a question not about disasters. Yeah, must have been sorry. The, uh, what was it's it? It's not all happy, brain, clappy. Brain dead. Brain dead, yeah. Brain, yeah. brain dead. So that's what got us off on that blood, yes. blood and guts. What's your favorite? Um, let's tr- let's try to segue away from the, from the gore. From the negative. From the gore and the maudlin, you know. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite film that you've been involved in, that you've crewed? Oh, uh, First off the bat would have to be Boy. Boy. Oh, movie, yeah, Boy. It's, a great it's, a, it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. It's it a feel a good movie. movie. It's there's a lot going for it. And the But it's also sad. There is sadness. Oh, there's sadness in there. There's, there's, there's truth in there though. There's a lot of truth. Yeah. And 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 you know, there's also there's also funny Taika was um, told off by the aunties because they were like, We would never leave our mokos like that. But it, but having said that, that's okay. And and and, and he wasn't he, no, he wasn't saying that you would. It was a tool yeah. to, to help tell the story, so that boy yeah. would become. It's it's a coming of age story for boy, you know. So, you know, that was just a tool to to help tell that yeah. story. But in, in in essence, the movie was great. It was an awesome um, experience going into one of the remote parts of the country, losing cell phone, no internet. So it was the like East Cape of the North Island. Yeah, yeah, up in Waiho Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. So, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was it was up. We were up there for like two months, just you know, film crew becoming becoming with the lo- hanging out with the locals. Um, a lot of Taika's fun though. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was nice to, to 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 get in touch with anyone. You'd have to would have to drive from our accommodation, the houses that we rented, down to the Marae and use the landline. You know, and so you you'd kind of yeah. have to book in with productions. Hey, can I um, eight o'clock on Thursday night? Can I come and find the whānau, you know, just to, <laughs> just to let everyone know that I'm okay. That you're okay. Or if an emergency happens, you had to, you know, the landline number went out to That's a good example everyone. because um, it was probably a good enough production where it was, but it wasn't obviously gigantic. It was yeah. a very independent film, mm. but you were working with a guy who was kind of about to blow up and uh, become a rising star because he had done something one film before well, that, he'd right? done Scarface he'd done, stuff, you know? he'd yeah. done um, and so of course he'd done what we'd done the sh- what we did in the shadows no, that, oh, that, that was afterwards yeah, 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 yeah. but before boy he did a movie called Eagle vs. Shark Eagle yeah, vs. Shark, Shark. so he was right. like he was on the rise yeah he was on the rise so it was probably pretty awesome to work on that yeah, and, see, and be a part of that I could yeah. see that yeah because you have anticipated where Taika Waititi would where he would be 
now? No, I wasn't. No, I no. didn't. I didn't. I wasn't trying to get crystal ball no. gaze. No, I, I guess looking but back. But are you surprised? No, or, no, because of the. No, I'm not, not, I'm not surprised. He's a talented yeah. storyteller, you know. He is. You know, even 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 as an actor, he's a talented storyteller. And then as an actor director, you know, he, he knows how to tell a story. So sometimes yeah. he pushes it too far, and sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> you know, which is which is you know you just carry on. But no, it was it was it was an amazing experience. Amazing for sure. And uh, any of the worst or what's the worst <laughs> you're going to get negative again I love it <laughs> no no no, no, no fair enough that's there, fair enough no, is look, there please. a project that you just think oh, what a waste of time or wish I'd never done that yeah I, I won't name any names okay, that's fine but I was a gaffer on a job yeah it was an American shoot and it was the concept I actually when I read the script I actually really enjoyed the concept um, it was it was based around the Bermuda Triangle uh, and and how you know the, the the myth of people getting lost. So it was like there was a there was a theory. It was that people get lost in the Bermuda Triangle and they yeah. go into a mythical land where everyone who got lost ends up in this space. This is where it's like where the socks all the all the, well, the socks disappear to, socks exactly. Gonna, oh yeah. So it was the the concept was really cool, but behind the drive. Um, it was yeah. There was just there was just a few a few people involved in that who just turned it into a total nightmare. And oh. What you what you find is that filmmaking is a very collaborative environment, it's very creative and collaborative, unless you're working with someone. Asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. It takes one. So exactly, and, and then you end up with people who uh, kind of micromanage everything and then the creative process gets shut down and then everyone loses interest yeah. well I, I certainly do anyway you know if someone's telling me oh no the, like in this situation no, it needs to be like that that's better yeah. you know it's like you move the glass three inches or two, uh, three millimetres you know little things like that that don't allow for the collaboration mm. And, mm. and so forth that, so that was that was a real nightmare of a job Look at the time working on uh, River Queen. I worked on River Queen. That, that was shot in two halves. I worked on the first half, and that was like midwinter mm. up the Whanganui River. Mm. So we were shooting days Hard. and nights and knee deep in mud. We'd go back the next day, and all our equipment had literally been frozen Ugh. solid. It was it was hard work, and it was a nightmare. Mm. And at the time, I was like really not enjoying it. But then you look back and you think, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was, and, it was, it was and the was beautiful. Like it it came out, amazing. The movie came out, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember, like, because we're all sort of a similar age, just thinking of the Bermuda Triangle, I was petrified of the Everything was Bermuda Triangle when I was a kid. Yeah, it was I was convinced that by the time I was this age, that I would have had to have battled the Bermuda Triangle and quicksand. Quicksand. Um, yeah. What was the other? Oh, piranhas. Piranhas were the other thing. I think they've pretty much chalked it up to nowadays that it's you know pirates and drug runners. And my uncle was a yacht captain for a mm. long time, mm. uh, and it, back and forth from Europe to Florida and mm. up, up north and stuff. And he had some weird shit go down in that area. So they thought the pirates got them. Well, I think there was, you know, they had a couple times where okay. there was, they were so out there and they were surrounded by lights all of a sudden and it was like, and then they uh, just seeing who they were and then they let them, you know, then the lights went away and they went away and it, I was probably drug runners, you know what I mean? Like right. just, Rather than you know, electromagnetic. Yes. Woo. Yeah. But you know, that was, when we were kids though, there were... But he did say that sometimes his gear would, would really? act up and stuff when he was there, but he... 
he's also now he has a boat like uh, in New Jersey just a project boat and yeah. he's like these guys they don't know how to sail <laughs> they use GPS you know what I mean he's still got the maps still got the map looking at the style yeah 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 he's like this is real sailing I'm like alright well okay. Okay. I think he can use both you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy crazy so Hawke's Bay you're it's your home for life yeah, yeah. home for life what's your favorite at least an amazing opportunity somewhere else comes up but yeah. you know home, Hawke's Bay's home what's your favorite thing about living here it doesn't oh, have to be one it yeah I was going to say can it be it can, can be a couple it, of it can be a few things you know mm-hmm. one mother in summertime I love it it's, it's beautiful to go for a swim at the beach you know all the, all the, all the generally everyone in Hawke's Bay's got a good vibe you know, it's, you know, you walk down the street, everyone smiles, say hi. It's just literally on the walk down here, I was, I was talking, it looked like it was a, um, one of our island whanau come over as a, as a seasonal worker. Just have a, have a, just a moment chat with him. Have a, hey, I'm freezing, hey, it's, yeah, today's yeah. happened to today's be really cold. cold. Yeah. It's cold, we had a cold snap. So, you know, just the friendliness of people. Um, yeah, nice. and, and just, and just, and also the, the excitement, the, I, I don't know, Maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's like a real there's a vibe in Hawke's Bay at the minute. Like here we are sitting here in, in Decibel, um, and the, and Toy Toy's been opened up, and you know, and there's a real there's a really nice community vibe here in this little moment where you where you set up. Yeah. And 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 the potential that of of continued growth in in a positive way, I think that's that's one of the things I really enjoy at the minute. Yeah, I think when you have something tangible that you can see as well mm. like you can see things being built up and changing and things opening up and turning over and uh, that's a new thing and the people just talking about it and that really helps yep. keep people positive and what yeah. is probably a pretty t- well it is a tough time right, right now yeah, exactly. a lot of places in the world but you go a lot, a lot of people are trying mm. you know and, and that's mm. that's a huge deal mm. you know you yeah, know i like that i like that and and um one thing you do notice is a lot a lot of um, encouragement in that arts mm-hmm. c- culture, and I'm no I'm no um, political scientist or whatever the right term is. I'm not I'm you know I'm not the world's smartest person. I'm clever enough as it is for me. I'm happy with that. But I do I do feel like if you if as a community if you invest in in arts and culture that creates people that creates interest and that brings people in yeah and, and the economic Absolutely. benefits will come in it after. all comes after that after, yeah. Yeah. You know, people yeah. will hustle and make a yeah. hustle and make yeah. a buck but exactly yeah. if, you, if you if you if you uh if you focus on making money people are like oh yeah, well that's fine make money and then they're out off to the next place of making yeah. money yeah. but if you create a vibe and an interesting space or or communities to to be involved in and, and build a beautiful culture then they come back. I mean, yeah. the blueprint's out there too. Yes. Like it's we, not, we, it is. It's, it's not, not rocket science. Is we've it? seen it happen in little towns and cities, and yeah. for a yeah. long time. But now, especially like in the last sort of, I've seen it in the U.S. a lot in like the last twenty years, where they took a town like Greenville, South Carolina. You go, where the hell's that at? Yeah. You know, and they put. They had a little river there, a stream that went through, and they built the whole thing up and made all these beautiful walks along there. And they they yeah. recognized that there so was that a was really good fitness. The cycling is in that area, and they, and then all of a sudden, all these restaurants started coming. Now there's a great art scene, and, and they yes. supported on. 
that place has no problems with money. I'll yeah, tell you that. All of a sudden, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, companies yeah. want to put their people there because the employees want to be there. Yeah. You know, so now all and, of a sudden, BMW is there, and you know, big companies are saying, "Oh, let's put our office there because people love the town." Oh, yeah. You know? And 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 happy happy people happy work. Yeah. Exactly. Happy people create happy work. Right? Yeah. 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 And um, speaking of happy, we're extremely happy because we've had you for way longer than we oh, true. thought oh. we were going to. No, this has been a good little chat. It has I've been a lot. I like this. Yeah, we're getting up on our, our time to say goodbye now. Okay. Yeah. Well, just can I just but elaborate on that a little bit? I think bit. you should come back. So I did oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Gilly Pat too. Like, awesome. I've <laughs> become a serial well, podcaster. You, or even if you had a, like a, a friend in town or something, mm. or somebody you said, "Hey, you should talk to these guys. Bring you come in with them. I could figure out a way to set up more microphones if I have more time than just getting off the plane." We're going to call him Microphone Dan. Yeah, Microphone Dan. I love it. What were you going to say though? Oh no, I was just going to expand on the on the whole. Culture yeah. and building up a community after an event. Um, after 9 11, you know, 20 odd years ago, New York, after a, a devastation, mm-hmm. they invested a lot of time and money and effort into the film industry. And that was a really strong way to revitalize their economy. So, For sure. So, what I'm go. hoping, what, I, what I'm using that as a plug to say, we've just had this devastating um, cyclone that's, that's done, caused a lot of trouble for our region mm. is hopefully we can create a bit of input into a film industry a screen industry that'll add to that culture and add to the add to the you know here here the great. rebuilding of, of Hawks Bay do it. yeah man yeah man. i'm ready all right thank okay. you Gilly. So, hey, that was my little spiel thanks <laughs> yes. no thanks it's been a real pleasure thanks for having me thank you, you. do you yeah. have any uh like instagram or anything you want people to follow or anything like oh that? sure projects uh, or anything i have like? Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I'm trying to work out Facebook. I haven't worked. Don't that worry about yet. Facebook. Yeah. Okay, good. I've got an Instagram handle, which is basically just Hero Shot NZ. Hero Shot NZ. Cool. Yeah. All right. Or at Hero Shot NZ. I guess yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, kid, the kids know that stuff. Kids, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, Once they, you say it, you skip it. You just type it in, and it comes. Have you got up, a TikTok? Right? Not yet. I've been encouraged to do it, but Go I do it. maybe maybe for my next political campaign, I should do a TikTok. Yes. There you go. Do it. All right. You got my vote. Excellent. Thanks. Wave and smile. Smile and wave. See ya. Okay, ballers, thanks for listening. We are keen as for your comments. Um, And hey, ideas for fantastic folk that could be great for us to interview are always welcome. So contact us by email at baysofourlivesmail at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Bays of Our Lives is biodynamically produced by Daniel Brennan at Decibel Wines and Whole Bunch Pressed by Yvonne Lorcan. Mm -hmm.